I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Perhaps the best way to describe the interaction between Duterte's administration and the press is its relegation to propaganda work undertaken by troll armies operating mostly on social media. Duterte did not have to declare martial law to get his news out, to get his words recorded and repeated in various media platforms and become the soundtrack of the last six years. That was Melinda Quintos de Jesus, Executive Director of the Center for Media Freedom and Responsibility, or CMFR. She was speaking at a forum organized by the Philippine Center for Investigative Journalism, or PCIJ, to commemorate World Press Freedom Day, which falls on May 3 every year. The big question was, when the dust from President Duterte's regime settles, in what state will we find journalism in the country? I'm Regina Lay, the news editor of Puma Podcast, and you're listening to Teca Teca. The numbers paint an ugly picture of the last six years. 23 journalists were killed in the line of work under the Duterte administration. The victims include one woman and 22 men. 15 were from radio, 6 from print, and 2 from online. Killings remain a focus of international watchdog organizations. CMFR, led by Melinda Quintos de Jesus, has been doing deep research on the attacks against media over the last several years. By that, I mean not just physical attacks, but also cyber attacks. There were... 258 cases of attacks and threats from June 30, 2016 to April 30. There was an increase in DDoS attacks, and these were new given the technological advances available to those who wanted to attack the press. An increase during the six-month period from November 30, 2021 to April 30, 2021. 11 attacks were recorded on several news websites including the Inquirer, philstark.com, Rappler, Verifiles, and alternative media sites such as Alter Media and Pinoy Weekly. The Cagayan de Oro-based news site, Gold Star Daily, also became a subject of a website attack. And then, of course, for powerful people who are unhappy with how they're depicted, there's always legal recourse, which, again, was also used a lot in the last six years. A favorite weapon? liable for political purposes, remain for regular use. Let me highlight that the high number of libel cases filed against journalists with 56 charged during this period. The bulk of this number were the 21 journalists included in several libel case charges filed by Energy Secretary Alfonso Pusi and businessman Dennis Uy on November 29, 2021, for their reportage on the allegedly questionable deal 
in the Malampaya Deep Water to Gas Project. Intimidation cases, which include red tagging, were also high and may be probably more unique to this administration. Christian Esquera, former host of ANC, says in the face of all of this, plus rampant disinformation online, the media industry is fighting back, or at least trying. But the odds are stacked against us. We are fighting back, but with a severe handicap. Ano tong handicap na to? Unang-unang credibilidad natin is under siege. Even some of our colleagues are questioning our manner of reporting, di ba? Yung mga napaka-basic na konsepto, minstan kailangan ituro uli o ipaalala doon sa ibang mga kasama natin. Hindi lang yung mga mas bata, sometimes pati yung mga mas patanda. For example, yung very basic uh, idea ng false balance, di ba? So, yung false balance na yan, dahil hindi naiintindihan ng marami sa mga consumers natin ng balita, nagagamit yan laban sa atin ng mga propagandis. False balance occurs when news outlets try hard to give opposing viewpoints equal airtime or print space even though one side is clearly wrong. A good example of this is the coverage on climate change. Despite incontrovertible evidence that humans cause global warming, some major news outlets around the world still try to give as much airtime to climate change deniers as to the scientists. Parang mali, di ba? Christian says this happens a lot in local newsrooms and was even used by powerful politicians to justify the shutdown of ABS-CBN. Ang isa sa mga taong gobyerno na gumamit dyan, experienced this firsthand. Yung dating speaker, Alan Peter Caetano, di ba siya yung pinaka-point person, isa sa mga point person si President Duterte sa Kongreso para hindi maibigay yung prakisa ng ABS-CBN at para mapanatili siyang sarado. So remember, in the very first hearing that they conducted, after that, Alan Peter Caetano held the press conference. And he confronted me during that live press conference. A reklamo niya, bakit daw ng 2019 elections, mas marami raw yung interview doon sa programa namin tungkol doon sa mga nagre-reklamo doon sa political dynasty nila sa Tagig. Pinilang niya. So, una hindi nag-register sa utak ko, ano ba nare-reklamo nito? I thought he was talking about yung mga teleserya, soap opera, etc. etc. Yung pala reklamo niya, bakit daw mas maraming episodes devoted yung programa, yung, yung talk show namin ng time na yon doon sa mga nagre-reklamo sa kanya. And then later on, sinasabi niya, bakit yung side namin ganitong beses lang na-interview? I remember isa rin sa mga nag-guest ko. Hi, it's Anna from the Puma Podcast team. We're glad you're here. We're excited to build our community with you. And it looks like we'll be able to meet for events real soon. So if you want to stay in the loop, please go to pumapodcast.com and subscribe to our newsletter. Now, on to your Teka Teka news. The other problem that was really amplified under President Duterte is self-censorship. Because of the example that was made of ABS-CBN and Rappler, many news organizations cowered and began to censor their own coverage so as not to ruffle any feathers. Here's Christian again. There are newsrooms that you can't censor. Because they can't censor themselves. Inisip nila, ah, mananalo itong kandidato na ito, hindi natin sila pwedeng banatan. Bakit? Siguro kasi yung interest ng kumpanya na may-ari, compromise Okay? So nasaan yung element of journalism dun sa, sa punto na yun? Ito nga yung pagkakataon na mas kailangan mo yung trabaho ng isang periodista. This kind of self-censorship is especially problematic in an election year because it means citizens are deprived of quality reporting. 
There's an old saying in media that goes, if someone says it's raining and another person says it's dry, it's not your job to quote them both. Your job as a journalist is to look out the window and find out which is true. Unfortunately, too many end up just quoting both sides these days. Pag pinanood niyo yung mga newscast karaniwan, di ba? Kasama dyan. <laughs> Ako na masyado na akong prangka. Anyway, panoorin niyo yung newscast sa, sa, sa gabi, di ba? Papapansin niyo ang balita lagi. Binisita ni Isko Moreno. Samantala binisita ni Bongbong Marcos. Nakapagpulong si, si Pink Lacson. Si Lenny Robredo, dito naman dumalaw sa ganitong pagtitipon. I-reporting na kung ano nakita, yun i-report. Kasi masasense mo na within newsrooms, meron talagang effort to be objective, quote-unquote. Kasi takot silang mabanata ng mga kandidato na being unfair, di ba? So hindi na dinidikta yung coverage dun sa campaign, doon sa kung ano dapat yung malaman ng tao. Alam tayong pakailam kung nakipagpulong sa ganito, sa ganito, di ba? Ano ba yung sinabi? Ano yung meaning ng presence ng mga taong nandun? See, press freedom doesn't just mean freedom to operate the newsroom on a daily basis. More importantly, it means freedom to report without fear or hostility. Take it from Regine Cabato, a reporter for the Washington Post, who's often at the receiving end of verbal attacks. Freedom of the press does not mean freedom just to operate, as some propagandists would like to paint it. It also means freedom from fear, freedom from harassment. That even when readers disagree with your work or how you cover it, they won't flood your inbox with threats. And that there is a basic grasp and understanding of the rule of the press and public interest. Most of the messages I noticed against me or sent to my inbox or that I were tagged in were designed to question my credibility, paint me as a foreign-funded or planted journalist. At palagay ko deliberate yon because in the absence of outright physical threats, it's easier na hindi tanggalin sa social media yung ganitong mga gray area um, comments. As opposed to if it's an outright physical threat, right? Which may be a clear violation of social media rules. So again, I leave you with a big question. Was the press ever truly free during the reign of President Duterte? And that was today's episode of Teka Teka. Again, I'm Regina Lay, the news editor of Puma Podcast. This episode was produced by Kat Ventura and edited by Presh Capistrano. If you found this story meaningful, I think you'll also be interested in two other episodes of Teka Teka. Check out Online Trolls Are Not Who You Imagine Them To Be and Who's Carrying Out DDoS Attacks on Media Websites. And of course, follow Teka Teka and Puma Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.